What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Tuesday edition of All Canadian. Your hosts here, Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill, and we've got something a bit different for you this week to start the week off. We're going to be getting into a replay episode, so in just a minute here, we are going to be playing back a conversation with one of the best up-and-coming coaches in the Canada West, head coach Mark McConkie of the Regina Rams football program, will be jumping on here, or rather had jumped on with us, and we will be replaying that interview for you guys. And then on Thursday, we will be back, full go, full operation, full episode, news and notes, opinions, whatever's new in the league. You guys know the drill, so we will be back with that as of Thursday before we do get to the Coach McConkie episode, though. Just want to take a second to remind everybody that Fox 40, our friends over at Fox 40, the Canadian Football Perspective Podcast Network is brought to you by our friends at Fox 40, the worldwide leaders in whistle technology for 15% off all of your return to play whistle needs on beautiful products like the Tri-Layer Whistle Mask, the Electronic Whistle, and the Whistle Gator. Head over to fox40shop.com to check out those fine products. While you're at the checkout, enter the code CFP15. Again, that is CFP15 for all of your return to play whistle needs. I'd be remiss if we didn't mention our friends over at the Sawdust City Brewing Company as well. Sawdust City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. This July, CFP fans are getting an exclusive promo code. So use CFP at checkout when you visit sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more about their great beers like that Mojito IPA. When you're at sawdustcitybeer.com, use CFP at checkout to get free shipping on all orders over $100. This offer is available to Ontario residents only. Must be legal drinking age, of course. So let's get into it. Our conversation with the head coach of the Regina Rams football program, Mark McConkie. Joining the All Canadian Podcast is interim head coach of the Regina Rams football program. One of the top schools or sorry, one of the top wide receivers in the school's history as well. Can West All-Star Academic All-Canadian was served as the OC from 2015 on and now is looking to lead the Regina Rams into the playoffs in 2021. Coach McConkie, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right. Now that you're going into, hopefully, uh, we get one more, we get a season here. How do you begin to build up this program that you spent your university time with? That's a great question. Um, there's, there's lots of things that I think we need to uh, improve on. Um, obviously, again, I think we're, uh, Can West is a tough conference. You get the, the big bullies, you get the, the dinos, the U.S., um, and we're uh, just a smaller school. So we got to sell certain things that, uh, that are unique to our situation here in Regina, like the smaller campus, smaller student uh, to prof ratio. Um, and even just fixing our team culture. I think we were on the right track and then coach Price was doing a great job. He's a mentor of mine and uh, he was doing a great job getting our culture on track. And we've done a lot of leadership development and culture work this off season. So I'm excited for 2021. Um, like I'm not, not throwing shots. I know we were projected last in your guys' ranking and I love it. That was the first thing I did was I sent it to our team. I said, Hey, this is perfect. And they loved it. They, I'm excited for next year. I think we're going to, um, kind of take the league by storm next year. Like last year we lost 
lost a lot of close games. We lost to the Dinos by eight, uh, U of A by one, UBC by five with our third straight quarterback. Like we're right there. Um, so uh, now our guys are just that much older. They've been training hard. So I'm excited. I'm excited for next year. I think we're going to be, uh, yeah, I think we're going to turn some head next year. So I'm excited for that. We were, we were saying when we were doing this, like, we hope we are wrong. Like if, if you are one of the teams at the bottom, we hope we're wrong. Um, I love then- it. I, yeah, that's good. I'll be texting you guys if it's a first or second place finish. That's good. <laughs> oh, we love to hear it. We would absolutely hey, love absolutely. to hear it. Uh, yeah. You'd mentioned a lot of close games in your schedule. Though. Like last year, you guys were right there so many times. And when you did win, it seemed like you won by a lot. And when you lost, it was such a nail biter. Um, what do you think is the difference in those games for you guys? And what kind of happened in those games that fell the wrong way, do you think? Yeah, I mean, you can. we do all the analytics. We look at all those games. Um, to be honest, I think a lot of it uh, kind of came from our quarterback play. We had a young guy starting, Josh Donnelly. Uh, he had some big shoes to fill with Noah Picton leaving. Um, and as the year went on and he got healthy, he just got more mature, more comfortable in the pocket. Um, our last two games, like we beat Manitoba by, I think, 40, Juve by 26. Um, and those are two playoff teams who did, almost did some damage in the playoffs. So, we were right there. I think a lot of it just came down to the quarterback play and just being a little bit more efficient on offense. Um, our defense was, I think, one of the better ones in Can West last year. Um, and just offensively, we had a 19-year-old quarterback and 19-year-old running back. So we kind of put them in some tough spots at times with either a bad pick or a bad fumble. So once we can clean up those turnovers, um, then we'll be fine. And in the games we did win by a significant amount, we were uh, pretty efficient on offense, uh, especially with controlling the ball. And that really goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And uh, what kind of steps have you taken as you kind of transitioned into the interim head coach and then you have this extended offseason? You talked about building a culture up. Um, how does that kind of work for you going into this first game of hopefully the 2021 season? Yeah, just a lot of preparation. Uh, we were preparing um, for a season last year, even in May and beginning of June, we were starting to do uh, virtual install meetings. We were going to be very prepared um, that was our goal to be the most prepared team in Canada West and then obviously the season got canceled now we just kind of had a bit of a reset um, we're doing lots of off-season work around like leadership and developing our uh, positional leaders to be better leaders um, just doing some uh, leadership work with our whole team and talking about the importance of culture and putting team above self and um, doing all these great things so I think those are super important uh, and this is a great year to do it because we're essentially just starting fresh uh, it's a new head coach Lots of new faces. We have two recruiting classes coming in into one year, really. Um, and we're going to get some natural attrition. We're going to get some older guys that are just graduating. They're finishing the degree. They want to move on. So we're going to be a bit of a new look team, and, and we're excited. Um, and, yeah, I just I can't wait for that first game. I've been waiting a long time for it. And, uh, yeah, I know all of our coaches are super excited to get back on the field. And you mentioned that first game. You've been waiting a while for it. But in terms of being a coach in U Sports, you're relatively young. I mean, you're – you were at the program not that long ago. What's that like being a coach and being a head coach at that while still not being that far removed from, from playing yourself? Yeah, I, I think it's got a lot of uh, pros, to be honest. There obviously are some cons. I'm not oblivious to that. Um, but I think there's a ton, of, a ton of pros. And even in recruiting, uh, at first, you kind of jump on a Zoom call with parents. They're like, oh, well, you look, you look pretty young. I'm like, yeah, I'm 31 years old. And once I talk about my history and uh, like I was born and raised by two teachers and my dad was a big time football coach in Calgary for 37 years. So I was born to be a coach. 
I've been around coaching my whole life. And once I kind of talk about my history about it and, and once they, I did start talking philosophy and the X and O's, then as soon as I start doing that, um, the respects there, um, they know I'm a knowledgeable football coach, which is huge. And I think that's the, the biggest thing is um, I do have the respect just because of uh, the history that I've had in coaching. And uh, I'll admit, I'm kind of a grinder. Uh, I just, you put in the time, you put in the work and the result results will come. Um, um, a lot of our, our older, a lot of our volunteer coaches are, I don't want to call them older. They're more experienced coaches and, and they'll be the first to tell you I'm a, I'm like a 31 year old trapped in a, like a 50 year old mind trapped in a 31 year old body. Sorry. I'm a, I, I feel like I'm 50 at times. So, um, but yeah, I, I think the pros are huge just because I'm able to relate to those guys. And I know there's lots of young coaches like coach Sheehan, coach Schneider at Queens. Uh, it seems to be kind of the new thing to go young. Um, and even if you look in the NFL, uh, kind of young offensive minds. And that's exactly what both those two guys are. They're both very, very smart coaches who I look up to and uh, hope to be kind of on their level one day. Um, so, yeah, no, I think there's lots of pros with it. I'm able to relate to the players. I get it. Uh, just like you guys, we know what it's like to be a student athlete. It's a grind. Um, it's, and I'm able to relate to them and be like, hey, I understand you guys. Maybe we can cut back here or let's explore this option. So uh, just being a player's coach is huge. And being able to relate to your players is uh, very important as a coach. In terms of being kind of, you know, I mean, you, you talk like them, you look like them at times, maybe even run around and fire some passes to them. I mean, do you find that being closer to the player's age helps to, to build that locker room culture and kind of helps to, to build a team culture as well around you as a head coach? Yeah, I think it does. Um, exactly what you said. I think it uh, just helps them to relate to you. Um, you can kind of build that friendship. And then that, that's what we're in it for. We want to, we're here to develop. Uh, student athletes and to help them have a successful life. Yes, we want them to go to the CFL or the NFL, like a Brett Jones or a Keen Hicks. Um, but then we want them to leave our program a better man. Um, and I can do that through building relationships. And yes, there's times where I need to separate myself from them because I sometimes you kind of get caught up in the moment and I'm just as passionate as them. And I, I want to do some of the things that they're doing, but that's, you just got to kind of separate yourself from them. And that was something I learned when I came on full-time as a 25-year-old to be the OC is I really had to separate myself because I actually played a year. My last year, my seventh year was Noah Picton's redshirt year. Um, and I was interning teaching at the time, so I didn't really hang out that much in the locker room, but we still played together. So then two years later, I'm coaching him. So I had to, you just got to be able to manage those as well. And you've talked a lot about building student athletes, student success. You yourself were an academic All-Canadian. Um, what kind of extra benefits does U of R provide to your students to allow them to achieve that success in the classroom? Yeah, we've got a great study hall program um, and not taking full credit for it, but when I came in 2015 under head coach Mike Gibson, uh, one of the big things he wanted to do was really ramp up our study hall program. So it is very intensive. Uh, we do support the student athletes, especially those first year guys coming in. Mm -hmm. It is such a jump up from high school. So we want to make sure we're supporting them whether it's providing tutors, uh, we do weekly check-ins with them to check in on their grades, making sure they're still handing their assignments in. Uh, we work with the Student Success Center to provide them seminars on like reading a course syllabus, study habits, how to write an essay, how to format things. So we do a lot, we put a lot of uh, work into that student success, uh, into their academics, which has obviously been paying off. In 2015, I think we had two academic All-Canadians, which is guys who use eligibility over 80. And this past year, I think we're around 19. So wow. uh, we're slowly working our trend up and it's, it's been working. Um, now we just got to get in the playoff and win some games and make it come full circle. And uh, As we talk about like guys going pro, you said that's the other side. Like, yes, you want to see 
some guys go pro. We had the combine lists were announced uh, this week as well. You guys had two players, Kyle Borsley, running back, and Robbie Lowe's a linebacker, who will be representing the Regina Rams at the National Combine. Uh, what can you kind of tell our listeners about these players? I think Kyle, um, Kyle's got an interesting story. Um, he was, he's a great running back, Regina kid. Uh, in his second year, he had a, like a, a blowout year. He was, he was the man. I think he was second in Canada West in yards. Obviously, El Nicky, that's the year he won the heck, so he overshadowed him. But to be a 19-year-old and be second in Can West is pretty special. And we still had Atlee Simon, who got drafted ahead of him. He just got hurt. So Kyle kind of took the league by storm. Uh, he had a bit of a mishap. He took a pre-workout supplement uh, in that year and got suspended a year. So he actually missed 2019 and then obviously now took as a COVID. Yeah. So he hasn't played in a while, um, but he is uh, he's everything you want uh, in a running back. He's physical. He's fast. He can block. He can catch. Uh, he can do it all. He'll be playing in the CFL for sure. I've got no doubt in my mind. So he's uh, we're actually doing a virtual combine testing on Friday. So he'll, he'll run fast. He's a track guy. Uh, he, I think he benched already 22 reps. So he's kind of a well-rounded back. And the, the beauty for us is uh, he's got two years of eligibility left. So if he doesn't make the CFL, yeah. <laughs> he's still got a couple cracks at it. So uh, again, if he makes it great for him, I'm proud of him. Uh, but I'd be, as the OC, I'd be very happy to have him back for at least one of those two years. And then Robbie Lowe's is, uh, uh, again, he's a special player. He's a junior player, played with the Regina Thunder, uh, played junior out in West Shore as well. Uh, he's really kind of turned his uh, turned his life around, really committed to football, and he's all in on going pro and uh, training two times a day, and he's really committed himself. So he's going to show well at the combine as well, and he just needs to get into a camp. If he can get into a camp, he can show that he can play special teams, and that's kind of the the ticket to play in the CFL, especially those first couple of years as a linebacker. And uh, as you kind of promote these guys for your virtual combines, like is there mandated stuff that you guys have to do at the school or are you guys free to kind of work in extra positional drills after the testing? So we can, like the CFL provided them kind of the parameters for the test and the film angles and everything they want um, of all that stuff. They did send some positional skill drills that they want them to do so we're going to do the required mm -hmm. drills and then uh, i've told kyle and robbie to like, through their agent just to talk to the teams if they want to see more drills filmed we've got no issue going on our field and filming those for them as well uh it's yeah it's an interesting year i feel bad for these guys i mean going to the combines uh, uh definitely a cool experience that they won't get to uh get to take in but i think they'll still show well whether it's virtual or not and not even just in the province of saskatchewan but across Western Canada as a whole, you see more and more guys going to the draft out of Western Canada. You see, you know, Western Canada really dominating now as kind of the premier spot to play football. You, you being born and raised in, in Western Canada and coming up through the Regina program, what to you makes Western, Western Canadian football just so special and so talented? Yeah, that's a that's a good question. That might be a Brian Dovey or Wayne Harris, the one who's been here a little longer than me. But uh, I'm not sure. It's just it's so competitive. Um, just obviously, like geographically, we have we cover so much more land than you guys. And everyone kind of I mean, we still recruit from Calgary and B.C. and even in Ontario. Um, but at the end of the day, what we try to do is like build a fence up around Southern Sac. And U.S. does the same thing with Northern and then Calgary, Edmonton. So we've just got so many people to pull from and like all these uh, small town guys. So the, the talent in Western Canada is awesome. It's significant. Again, Ontario has got some unbelievable athletes, but it seems like all the, the top guys seem to be going to the States. I don't know if they just get some more exposure 
um, down there or going to prep schools and uh, like football North and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. That's a good question, but uh, it's, it's awesome. I love playing this conference. I wouldn't change it for the world. Um, I mean, you guys both played in that conference and it's, it's, Canada West, it's every game comes down to the wire. Um, I mean, you'll get a blowout here and there, but it's fun playing in those games when you're going against Manitoba. And yeah, you lose by one, but it's awesome. I'd rather have that than blow them out by 70 every game for eight years straight. Um, having that battle, and just it just makes you prepare that much harder. And it just shows you that every play counts in that. Um, when you get a team like Western playing in a, whatever, I'm not going to say like a lower-seeded team, you can say a Toronto Wade's not no, going to be bothered. Yeah, no, no, it's okay. It's been like 23 years without the playoffs. It's okay if you say yeah. a Toronto. No, no, no name, but it's like the guys want to play. They want to compete. And to go against the best all the time, all year is awesome. Uh, and that's why I love the Canvas. We kind of beat the crap out of each other all season long. And if you can make it out of the West, you got a good chance to win the Vanya Cup. Do you have a favorite moment from your time or a favorite few moments from your time in the Can West? Um, well, that's a good question. I would just say, I wouldn't say a specific game. I mean, oh, beating U of S is always fun. I love those games. I think I had one game where I had like, again, I wasn't a great receiver. I was a slow possession guy, but I think I had like 13 catches for probably 13 yards. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but just coming together as a team and beating U of S is, uh, those are games I'll always remember. I mean, you can't be too much. You were, what, fifth in your school's history for receiving yards? You can't say you were that slow. Yeah, something like that. Come yeah, on. Yeah. No, you West All-Star. But as you talk about, like, you mentioned earlier, uh, Mitchell or Noah Picton, how he was kind of there your last year. Um, you've gotten to now coach him and his brother, Mitchell. How do you try to replace a guy of his stature in the offense? Yeah, Mitch is uh... – He's uh, he he still comes to some of our throwings. Like he's with the riders right now, so he'll come out and run some routes with our guys. And he's yeah, it's a tough one. He is just unbelievably talented, um, and it's hard to project that. I remember when like I was on the team when he came in, and um, like there was some guys in the city who were bigger names, better players in high school, and Mitch just kind of like he was one of the second tier guys that tagged along, and then he just grinded and worked hard and kind of became who he was in his really his third year and on uh, or second year and on. So uh, it's hard to replace a guy like that. He could do it all. He was tall. He could block. He was uh, physical. Nowadays, it seems like you kind of got like a smaller shifty speedy guy, or you got kind of a bigger uh, chunkier guy who may not be as explosive, but Mitch seemed to have it all. So we're, we're still chasing that. He's a, he was a pretty special player. And um, we've got some guys in the works right now that can definitely be that, but they got to be willing to put in the work like Mitch did. And uh, obviously replacing the Heck Crichton quarterback is something. Uh, you mentioned you have a super young quarterback in Donnelly up uh, in Regina right now. Uh, how do you see him faring for his career? I know we don't like to project, but just kind of taking a stab at it. He's going to be right there with Noah, um, to put it simple. He is uh, very smart, uh, one of the hardest working guys I've ever seen. I know Noah worked really, really hard, but Josh is right there with him. Um, and he's, he does a great job, not just worrying about himself, but also the teammates. He makes his teammates better, now, which Noah did as well. But to, for an 18-year-old as a redshirt, like just the mental reps he was doing in the background, the film preparation he did, it was it's incredible. So excited to see what he can do. Um, and again, I don't want to brag too much. Like I think we got one of the best quarterback rooms in the country. We got him. We just signed Noah Pelche, uh, previous year's team captain quarterback from Regina as well. So he's in the mix. 
Uh, Sawyer Bittner is a moose jaw guy who was down at yeah. Ottawa. He transferred back, so he's got one year. He's the old Wiley vet, uh, and he's in the mix. And then a Brian O'Flaherty kid from Calgary. So we got some we got some uh, depth there, and I'm excited for it because at the end of the day, in Canada West, at least, if you don't have a quarterback, you're not going to mm-hmm. win very many games. So, and we've had some quarterback injuries over the last two years, which has obviously affected our record. Um, so if we can keep those guys healthy, and like we're going to be, yeah, I'm excited for the future with this backfield. Talk to us a bit about the transfer for Sawyer Bittner. Um, we saw him kind of starting with Ottawa. I mean, he's throwing up to guys that Connor and I know. Connor knows all of them, but uh, guys that we'd played with growing up. And then all of a sudden it was like this whole, oh, he's gone. He transferred back to Regina. Oh, like why? Like wh- how did that come about for you guys? Yeah, it's a long story with Thor. Uh, he's a great guy. First of all, he's, he's unbelievable. His Twitter <laughs> might be the best. That guy's Twitter is so good. Yeah, he's got the best Twitter for sure. And actually, Josiah Joseph from the Dinos has pretty good yeah. Twitter game too. Yeah. But I think Dude, Sawyer Dude, might Dude's be number good. one. Um, I try not to waste too much time on Twitter looking at Sawyer's <laughs> stuff. But um, yeah, so in 2015 out of high school, he was Mike Gibson before I came on. Was Sawyer was like the number one recruiter we were going after. Tried to get him. He wanted to go uh, play junior football, which was great. And then once he was at the Fender looking to go to Ottawa, Regina, again, we went after him big time. He ended up going to Ottawa. So said, okay, cool. We've kind of like, we kind of, the ship has sailed. We've moved on. Uh, obviously, we still had Noah anyways. Uh, now we were just bringing in Josh Donnelly. And then I think in the off season, he just one day just sent us an email and said, hey, I'm looking to move back home. I want to kind of play in front of my family. Uh, again, I'm not sure. We didn't get into too many details on what happened with Ottawa. Um, but he just said he was kind of a little homesick, wanted to come back home. And he said, absolutely take you with arms wide open. Uh, you're going to make our team better. Uh, you'll make our quarterback room better and you'll make our Twitter game better, better here. In town, so. <laughs> and that's just kind of like genuinely him, right? Like yeah, that dude is just, he's a good dude. He's funny, loves to have fun. Like I know he hasn't had a chance to get on the field yet with you guys, but he's certainly been in the locker room and around the team. What is his presence just kind of done as, as a, cause you know, a quarterback that's, the center point of your team. So what, what is his kind of injection of fun done for you guys? He, yeah, he's been great. He, so he started training with us last winter and he kind of brings that sense of humor, but he still works hard. He's a grinder. Guys respect him. They know who he is. Um, and he's just a great team guy, like great locker room guy, uh, good veteran presence on the field. And we actually practiced this fall and started it really well. He's uh, a bit of a gunslinger, which I like, I respect that. And Josh is a little more conservative. So I think, He's making Josh kind of be more of a gunslinger, which is going to make him that much better. In the film room, he's smart. He's seen a lot of coverages. He's played at this level uh, for a few years now, and he was dominated at the junior level with the Thunder. So he's bringing a lot of experience and knowledge to our quarterback room, and he's going to make me better as an offensive coordinator as well. Is there anything that he kind of points out to Josh or the other guys in your QB room that kind of takes a different perspective because of his time in the OUA? Um, there's been some moments for sure. I mean, he said, oh yeah, like the, a lot of teams play cover four. This team plays a lot of this. Um, I know, uh, the U of A, uh, Knox used to be in the OUA and we were mm-hmm. watching some U of A film and he's not there anymore, but he was there last year. And he said, yeah, they did a lot of this. So this is how we kind of beat it. And we'll just talk about different kind of protections they've used and different rel combos they used to kind of beat because he's an aggressive D coordinator. Um, so just little things like that. And they're always kind of talking in the quarterback room, like, Hey, on this play, like, this is what I'm looking at. Like really the safety's creeping over the number three. Sam's kind of looking like he's going to blip. Just little things like that. So they're always talking to each other. And then you got a guy like Noel Pelshaw, who's 18. He's going to be unbelievable as well. He's listening to this too. So we got some, 
very in, intense and like high IQ conversations happening in our quarterback room. And, and I love every minute of it. I was going to say, is that, uh, is that your favorite spot to be? I mean, team meetings are great. Being on the field's awesome, but you're in a room with four other guys that study the game just as hard as you do. I mean, as a head coach, that's what you live for. You, you can't beat it. And uh, he's not with us anymore. He's kind of helping out more in a secondary role, but we also had Noah Pickton as a quarterback coach last year. So like the, the brain power in that room was pretty, pretty special. Like as Bruce Arian said, sometimes just sit back and listen to them, let them talk. Right. So I think it worked out pretty well for him last year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I think that, uh, I think that wraps it up for us. We don't want to take up too much more of your night. We don't want to take too much more of your time, but we do really, really appreciate you jumping on with us, you know, especially after that, that ranking we threw out, but we do, uh, we are super excited to see what you guys are going to do this season because like we, we did say that too. We said, you know, it's no knock. We think you guys are right there. It's just time. Right. So, um, but no, we are, we are super excited to watch some, some Rams football this season. So thank you so much for joining us to talk and uh, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for having me and keep doing what you guys are doing. I think it's awesome. I get more, Canadian football content out there. I think it's something that needs to be promoted a bit more and you guys are doing a great job. So keep doing what you're doing and no worries about the ranking. It's good. It just gives our guys feel. So keep, keep doing it again. Thanks coach. We'll enjoy you proving us wrong. Sounds good. Okay. Thanks guys. Again, that was head coach Mark McConkey. We had a lot of fun talking to him earlier in the year. We really hope you guys enjoyed that conversation. Smart coach. Great guy to talk to. And yeah, I do. I do really hope that he proves us wrong. So that does it for today's episode. Like we said, we will be back on Thursday, full go, full episode. We'll have a ton of fun things coming your way that way. For now, though, you know where to find us at Connor R. O'Neill, at Wade Zank, at CF Perspective on social media. We are always on there, always looking to engage always looking to get into some arguments should they be thrown our way. Before we end off the episode, though, the Canadian Football Perspective Podcast Network is brought to you by our friends over at Fox 40. Visit fox40shop.com to get all of your return-to-play whistle needs. And while you're over there, at checkout, if you enter the code CFP15, you will receive 15% off your order at fox40shop.com. And while you're on the internet, why not check out Sada City Brewing? Sada City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sadacitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. They have some cool beers coming out for this summer, so go check all of those out. And when you do, enter the code CFP for free shipping on all orders over $100. Of course, you have to be legal drinking age, and this is available to Ontario residents only. For now, though, Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill, and we will catch you guys on Thursday.